I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's podcast guest. But first, I need to let you know that we are officially in pre-order season for my new book, The Enneagram Letters. This is a book that I am so excited to finally get into your hands. It's poems and personal essays, exploring the part in each of us that carries the pressure of each of the nine Enneagram types. Pre-orders are one of the most important parts of a book launch. It tells bookstores to order it and helps me to get on exciting book lists that will get the book into more hands. It also comes with some really cool perks for you. We've designed a workbook with deep and thorough journaling prompts to help you process what you're reading, which is yours for free when you pre-order. And anyone who pre-orders receives my self-typing workshop 100% for free. So if you are considering purchasing the Enneagram letters, please consider pre-ordering through a local bookstore or online wherever books are sold. It really does help me out significantly. All right, let's meet today's guests. Today we are speaking with Mike and Angie Lee, a brother-sister duo in business together. Mike is a world-ranked professional boxer who has fought in some of the world's most iconic arenas like Madison Square Gardens, Cowboy Stadium, and the MGM Grand in front of millions of fans. In 2014, Mike was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease that almost ended his career. Mike began searching for all-natural alternatives, which led him to discover CBD and all of its incredible physical and mental benefits. Angie Lee is a highly sought-after speaker, wellness influencer, professional podcaster, and serial entrepreneur. She is the co-founder of Soul and host of the Forbes Top 10 100 podcast, The Angie Lee Show. Together, they created Soul CBD. Soul is dedicated to the pursuit of relief and better living powered by plants. Hello, Angie and Mike. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having us. So happy to be here. I am so excited. Angie, I followed your podcast, I mean, I think maybe for like years, like seven years. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Have you been going that long? Yeah, it's been it's been a long time coming. And yeah, I love your stuff on Enneagram. It's helped me so much. And I think it's so fascinating. So I'm so grateful. And for then, thanks. And y'all were so well branded with Soul CBD. It was like the entry point for me where I was like, oh, I can I can kind of get into this. Like maybe it's not as scary as like it seems because you were pretty early on in the journey, right? Like it's kind of before it became really, really mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. I would say we were, I mean, there was many other people doing CBD prior to us, but yeah, we definitely got in at a good time. And that is one of the things that we really tried to do is, is make it easy for people to digest and to understand and to feel safe with it and realize that it is safe. And, and, uh, it's a good entry point for a lot of people into to health and wellness. So yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's definitely the, the goal with our brand is to make it not feel scary or overwhelming. So uh, so as you all know, we start every episode with Rosebud and Thorn. Do you guys want to share yours today? And either of you can go first. Yeah. So it basically something that you're looking forward to, something good, and then something that's been challenging, right? Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Um, well, going on vacation to Europe. So looking forward to that. I, I love to to travel. Um and then something that's been great is we've been making some new hires at, at Seoul. And that's been incredible, um, just kind of building the team. So it's, it's been really exciting, not only adding new players to the mix, but just building that culture and um, 
you know, as we scale. And then with that also comes difficulty. So I guess that's the pro and the con at the same time. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a good problem to have, but, um, it's always kind of a, an issue with scaling a business is fitting people in and finding new people is, and finding great fits is harder than ever. Um, so yeah. Um, there's really intense construction happening on my end. So if you guys hear it, I'm sorry. Um, it's drilling. It is not anything else. Okay. So, <laughs> um, sorry about that, Mike. So, uh, you, I love what you're saying. Andy, what about you? What are your rosebud and thorn? Yeah. Oh, I love, I love the way you, uh, ask that question. That's really, that's a cool way to ask that. I would say, yeah, similar to Mike, really excited about uh, where Soul's going, the growth. We just hired some great new people. Um, we have a team retreat coming up in a few weeks, so that's going to be really fun. And Mike and I are starting a podcast soon, so a lot of fun, creative things happening. Um, I would say something difficult. Um, this last year has been a really difficult transition to Austin. I moved to a new city um, really quickly, and so uh, you know, when you'd think as an Enneagram Seven, I would have liked that change, but I actually didn't handle it very, very well emotionally. So just, uh, adjusting to that and then the hottest butt crack summers here. So yeah, that would be, <laughs> that would be the first thing that came to mind right now as I'm sweating while I'm recording this. <laughs> yeah. I, I am like so fascinated by, I mean, I think it's like suffering, right? Like the Enneagram seven, yeah, there you don't like to suffer. No, no, I need to, I need to be in, in, and uh, what's the opposite of suffering, I guess? Uh, yeah. Satisfaction or like pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Mike, I know that you have a story about how you came to kind of explore more natural remedies. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, my previous career, I was a professional athlete for about 10 years. I was a professional boxer, had a really long, great career. I'm very grateful for it. 22 fights and some big fights on ESPN and Showtime and HBO and, um, you know, just got to chase a dream and won some titles and had a lot of ups, a lot of downs, but through that process of putting my body through the ringer, um, I developed an autoimmune disease along with some other complications. So for almost two years, I was out of the ring, uh, just searching for answers and in so much pain, you know, with a lot of autoimmune diseases like mine came inflammation and joint aches and chronic fatigue and, and headaches. And, um, it was just kind of a domino effect of really, really difficult times for me. So it definitely changed me as a person. I, I learned a lot. I discovered a lot about myself and what I wanted and why I was constantly in fight or flight and started diving into all natural solutions to the pain really, because at one point I was on eight different medications and I just knew a ninth medication wasn't the answer. So um, understanding my body was imperative and really becoming my own doctor was also imperative because I just wasn't getting the answers. And I know there's so many people out there who've dealt with chronic illness that also deal with that. It's like you sit there and you think like, what's wrong with me? Um, why can't they figure it out? Maybe it's all in my head. And so uh, it was a scary time in my life, but I, I feel so much better now and I still deal with pain somewhat on a daily basis or a weekly basis, but I'm so much better than, than I was. And I think that's really because of educating myself and diving into uh, mindset and nutrition and supplements and things like CBD and, um, you know, a lot of other 
incredible all natural solutions that could help me get from fight or flight into parasympathetic rest and digest and heal. And uh, that's how I began my healing journey. And it was really the birth of souls because CBD helped me get off anti-anxiety medications I was on, uh, off really bad painkillers. And so when I came to Angie and told her about this, um, you know, we were blown away by its low risk, high reward and its benefits, especially with anti-inflammation and anxiety. And so we just started the company and wanted to help people. We really didn't have a, a goal to uh, grow it as big as, it, as it's become, but I think it's more of a reflection of how incredible, um, you know, the hemp plant is and, um, you know, the team that we built and the people that we've helped. So uh, very grateful um, four years later. And Angie, how did you decide to get involved? Like, how did y'all decide to partner up? Yeah, well, I mean, I knew Mike a little bit, so <laughs> I knew that he was uh, just a little. Yeah, just a little bit. I knew of him. So it was interesting because like he said, he was in, you know, his career and dealing with a lot of pain and I was using CBD. I had tried it a few times for anxiety and stress as an entrepreneur. And so it really just came down to us both really loving CBD. And then one day jokingly, but not jokingly asking ourselves, should we make this a business? Could this be something that we share with other people? And so I've always had a, a, a very big entrepreneurial entrepreneurial spirit. I love trying new things. I love turning something I'm passionate about into a business. And so it was very natural for me to say, heck yes, let's try this. What's the worst thing that could happen? The worst thing that happens is we invest some money and it doesn't work out. But uh, I'm really glad we did because it's become something really beautiful. But um, yeah, we just kind of <laughs> jokingly, but not jokingly, we're like, should we turn this into an actual business? And you both kind of you're Angie, I know you're really familiar with the Enneagram. Mike, how familiar are you with your type and the Enneagram in general? You know, I, I became familiar because of Angie, uh, for sure. So it was something that I wasn't familiar with, but it's such an incredible tool now that I've learned a little bit more about it. So definitely in the beginning stages, but we I'm actually we were just talking about it last week of having our entire uh, team, all the employees doing it. And it's kind of been a long time coming. And I think it's a, an awesome tool as you're building a company and understanding people. Um, I, you know, I've, so I've taken the test in the past. I, I know I'm a classic three, uh, which I think makes sense and is a blessing and a, and a curse in a sense. Um, and then, you know, I'm pretty sure my, my wing is a, a four. Um, but yeah, it was really Angie kind of, uh, introducing me to this and then me starting to dive in and um, understanding what it was because to be quite honest, I'm not a, a big uh, person on, you know, what is your sign? And, um, you know, I thought people dive deep into that and it just wasn't really for me. But when it came to Enneagram, it, it really, it felt like more than just woo-woo. It felt like um, for me, an incredible tool that you can kind of use to self-diagnose, but most importantly, understand other people, you know, as a as a CEO and co-founder of this company, um, one of the most important things that Angie and I have is uh, is our emotional intelligence and understanding how to manage and how to inspire and how to lead people. And depending on what type of person you are, that means something very, very different. You know, people are inspired by different ways of being spoken to, being incentivized. And um, so I think it's really important to understand the closest people around you of who they are and, and what motivates them and why. I love that. My dearest friend was, and I had a business together for years, and I wish we still could do it together. We have different passions. But he was a three and I was a seven. 
And that energy is so fun because we balance each other out a lot. Like he would help me push things further than I thought I wanted them to go. Like I would give up sometimes a little bit before they really reach their like their maturity. And he would push me to kind of think about the vanity metrics, think about the optimization. But then I would help him to just enjoy his life and to enjoy the process of running the business. Do you all find that like there are similarities there? Or do you feel like you have a completely different experience? I would love to hear what it is like for you all seven and three working together. Um, Angie, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, I love that dynamic because, and, and and echoing what Mike said, the same thing. When I heard about it a few years ago, I was like, oh, is this another froofy, like weird quiz that you take that, you know, oh, the stars aligned and, and you're a Virgo and, and these are all the things you do. And I, I then saw Enneagram. And I mean, if you read the seven description, it is so freakishly neat to the point where I was like, this is crazy. Like, this is a thing. Like I can be this type. And I'm also a huge fan of, of course, humans change and adapt and we can't all be, you know, one, one thing, or I I believe we're all, you know, we can't be fit into one box, but I do believe that this tool has helped me so much in friendships and relationships and yeah, having our team take it soon will be great because once you know what people are incentivized by or how they see the world and how they see work, you can really use that to your advantage. So it's been phenomenal. I mean, my friends and I use it all the times now they'll be like, wow, that's such a seven thing for you to do, or that's such a three or that's such a two. And it is really funny because, um, it's usually pretty spot on. So I I do love it. And yeah, I have noticed that Mike's definitely very goal oriented. He's very driven by, uh, you know, success and hitting a goal. And he finds a lot of, you know, love and fulfillment from that. And I, uh, as much as I think a lot of people think I'm a, I'm a, Three, uh, I'm very ambitious, but I'm ambitious because I love the pursuit and the. I'm very inspired by by joy and fun and how enjoying how enjoyable the process is going to be because to me that is success is knowing that it was fun and it was enjoyable and yeah I do think we we balance each other out in that way very well where um, I need some threes around me to remind me that it's okay to set goals and it's okay to to shoot for the stars and and to to want to hit an accomplishment but where I come in and what I love to do for others is to remind them of the power of fun and joy and play and, and infusing that into business and life to make it, it all worth it at the end and make it, make it fun, right? Life's meant to be fun. So very, a very seven thing to say, but um, yeah, we definitely, we definitely use it to complement each other. And I think we could, could do it even more, but I do think, um, yeah, we've seen it definitely be helpful in business. And um, even in our relationship, you know, I'll know sometimes like, oh, that this is why Mike feels this way. And I'm sure he can then understand me a little bit more of, oh, this is why Angie feels this way. And so, um, yeah, I'm working on figuring out my wing more, but I definitely know that that's at least our, our main numbers. And isn't your title chief fun officer? <laughs> yeah, I gave myself that name. It's <laughs> <laughs> no. self-appointed. Yeah, self-appointed. <laughs> well, you know what's cool about it, Sarah, is it sounds very important to CFO. So then you're like, oh, she's finance. And then you're like, She's yeah. like really good with numbers. Smart. And then you're like, no, okay. But um, yeah, it makes sense. Like for me, even goal setting, like everything I've done in business, whether it was Pays Be Brave, my live events, my podcasts, my courses, uh, speaking, everything I've done has come from a moment of excitement and idea. And then it, it brought me more energy. It literally energized me a bit. And then I follow through because I follow that excitement. I follow the butterflies. I follow the energy. And that has always brought me the best things I've ever done. So of course, for me, that's like my, my uh, compass 
my, you know, my joy is my compass where a three might be like, okay, what will this goal, how will I feel after I accomplish it? And, and they're, they're setting clear benchmarks where I don't really set those. And I sometimes need to do that a little bit more. So, um, yeah, I do. I agree with you. I think it can be a very interesting compliment, um, in, in business and in life. Mike, how do you feel? How do you see those two things coming together? <laughs> Not like, do you feel different? Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I, I think it's been like, great. Wait, I, I think communication's everything. And people ask us all the time, you know, we're, we're getting into many different ventures. You know, Angie and I are planning on starting a podcast together. Uh, we are obviously running this big company. So for what I've seen is communication has been really important for, I guess, me being a three and her being a seven. Um, it's a great combo in terms of I'm always a little more serious and I'm pushing and I'm go, go, go. And I think like Angie said, if, if it's fun, she wants to do it and she comes with this incredible energy. So it's kind of like both of us understanding what we're good at, what we're not good at and what we expect out of each other. And I think that's very important, not only for our different personality types, but just being brother, sister and understanding that, you know, family and our relationship comes first. And while, you know, I'm the older brother. And so it's like, wow, there's definitely times where you're just like <laughs> your, your little sister and it's like annoying. And you're like, why are you doing that? You know, it's just like typical triggers. Like the majority of it's been so damn fun and so cool that we've been able to build this. But um, yeah, it definitely just comes with phenomenal communication and, and understanding um, what each person's role is so you don't build resentment. And we've been really good about that. We've had, I mean, Angie, we've had some tough conversations for sure about, hey, I'm disappointed in this and that and vice versa. And uh, we've also had some uh, incredible great times. But I think having those tough conversations and laying kind of the groundwork for what you expect out of each other is massively important. Otherwise, you just constantly um, getting upset and building resentment maybe when there doesn't have to be uh resentment there. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me too, it, it, uh, whenever I'm around threes, it, it always, it always reminds me to, uh, that it's okay to set goals, but then almost combining them. Like how can we set goals, but not forget about this thing called life along the way. And in the middle the, the space between where you are and where you want to go is life. And as cheesy as that is to say, it's like, you know, my deepest motivations at the seven is I want to avoid being sad and bored and I like novelty and newness and excitement. So I'm always trying to infuse, like, how do we keep this fun and exciting while we're on this journey? Because to me, it's, it's like constantly, you know, reminding that of Mike, cause he can be really hard on himself. Right. Especially as a guy and as a three, it's like, they're, they're very hard on themselves. And so I love to remind threes like, Hey, the carrot's just going to keep moving. So like, if we, if we have fun along this process as much as we can, then that is winning and that is success. So, um, I think that's where I can see that the balance working well. And then, you know, he's, he's helped me, I mean, become more <laughs> disciplined and more goal oriented than I would be if I didn't have that in my life. Um, so, yeah, so yeah I, and following through on things because, because we love novelty so much as sevens, it's easy to want to bounce around a lot, but it's good to be like, okay, st you know, stay the process, like keep, stay consistent on this thing. Um, because our, our, my biggest fear is, is being bored or not living the, the most out of life, like, like FOMO. Right. But it's like, okay, what's in front of me, what needs to be executed on. So I didn't know you were a seven, Sarah. So I'm, I, you probably are like totally resonating <laughs> with all of oh, yeah. everything you're saying. I am like, yeah, 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 I definitely feel this the same way then about a lot of the, the fears mm -hmm. of a seven is like, we're always missing mm -hmm. out on something or we're so afraid to be bored, but I need the reminder of like, no, it is good right now. And this, this yeah. is cool. make, make what's already in front of you more fun or, you know what I mean? So 
And I'm quick to spread my energy laterally. So like, okay, I'm going to have 12 different things going on. And instead of, and like all of them are going to be happening at one time, instead of really focusing on pushing one thing ahead, which my, the three in my life really helps me to be like, whoa, focus. Like, let's do one at a time and really make sure they get all of the eyes on that one thing as much as we can. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when we started, like we didn't have a ton of money, obviously, but week one and I'm like, okay, Mike, we're going to have like, you know, these really cool boxes and then we're going to have these parties and then we're going to have like a mariachi band, you know, mariachi band at every customer's door. And and, like, you know, I just like have the most childlike dreamer in me that I hope I never lose. And I just love thinking of creative, fun experiences. And he was like, okay, this is how much money we have. Like we need to wait, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's like being realistic with the seven is like always our constant, like, okay, come back to earth. What can we do now? How can we execute Mm -hmm. on this project? And, you know, stay positive, but also stay somewhat practical. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a constant dance, you know? Mm-hmm. Mike, something you said too, or you were saying like, we really try to focus on our strengths and I'm curious where you each kind of find, okay, this is a natural place for me. Like I fall into this role really easily and I like that role or this is where I really thrive. And then this is where I go to the other one for support. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, Angie was kind of talking about it earlier. I think for me, where I naturally fit is the numbers and the very like logical things. And whether it's talking about the finances of the business or, you know, growing and what verticals we can do that in. And I'm always focused on like more, more, more and growth, growth, growth. And I think Angie's been great at, okay, but how do we have fun and do this? And that's something that I've really needed. I've, I've needed her and not only to see her and watch her be this way, but also for her to kind of uh, push this on me and on the company is really having fun during the journey. I think naturally for me, um, and I talked about this being a blessing and a curse, you know, I was always so focused on, you know, winning a world title when I was a professional athlete and fighting for belts. And then I'd be happy. I mean, that was my big thing was like, you know, my dream was to fight for a world title in front of millions in Las Vegas. And when I got there, I was never more unhappy really in my life. Like, so it's so interesting that I worked so hard for this goal, like for years and years and through surgeries and through pain and through ups and downs. And then when I finally got to what I thought was going to make me happy, I was miserable. I was in pain. I was over it. I was ready to be done. So I think Angie's been a great reminder to have fun along the journey. And um, the same thing when it comes to this company, you know, it's once we hit a a certain level or something happens, that's not when the fun, all of a sudden I'm going to be happy. I need to find happiness along the way and have fun along the way. And um, so I I do think it's really, really cool that she brings that um, mindset and ideology into my life now as a business owner. Yeah. I love what Angie said when she was like, the carrot's always moving. Um, because that is like, that is the three, what, and like that moment you describe it is, is the three wake up call of like, oh, I can do all the things that I said I was going to do. I can achieve all the things I said I was going to achieve. And I'm always going to have more. There's always going to be something else to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You almost forget that you, I don't, for me, like maybe it was the way I was raised or something, but you almost forget that like, it's okay to have fun. You know, it, it's interesting. It's mm-hmm. like you, as for me, I always felt like head down, you know, hustle through, um, you know, push through no matter how much pain, but it's like, 
when you're having fun, you actually perform the best, whether it was as an athlete or a performer, or uh, it doesn't matter what, what type of industry you're in. So um, you don't have to be serious and you can actually perform better when you're, when you're free flowing and, and having fun. Yeah. I think it's just an important thing for every entrepreneur listening to keep in mind because a lot of Enneagram threes tend to be entrepreneurs. Um, and I think it's just a, a great thing to keep in mind is that uh, I think success is, is hitting goals, but it's also knowing that you, you loved, you loved your life and you loved the journey. Mm-hmm. Something that allowed you to love your life every day and not just uh, wait, wait until, wait until fill in the blank. So today's podcast is brought to you by Issue. You created content and now it's time to post it on your website and share it to Instagram and send to your contacts. But if posting your creation everywhere includes reformatting, resizing, redownloading, and re-uploading, you need Issue. Issue is the all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital content from marketing materials to magazines to flipbooks and brochures and more. There is no need for endless scrolling through PDFs. Issue features your creative in an easy-to-view way on every device. Make it once and distribute it everywhere without reformatting. Your content is already optimized for engagement and ready to share. Issue also works seamlessly with tools you already use, like Canva, Dropbox, and InDesign. Issue helps creators, marketers, and designers, and really anyone who wants to make content that stands out. And you can start using Issue for free. They also offer premium features that give a more customized experience, which personally I highly recommend. I love their premium options. Get started with Issue today for free, or if you sign up for a premium account, you get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and use promo code coffee. That's I-S-S-U-U dot com slash podcast and use promo code coffee at checkout for your free account or 50% off your premium account. That's issue.com slash podcast with promo code coffee. Thank you, Issue, for supporting the podcast. And, you know, you talked a lot about like being older and I also as a seven, like my mantra to myself is like the path of least regret because my worst fear is like being on my deathbed and like not having done everything that I wanted Mm -hmm. to do. And like not even everything I wanted to do, but like literally everything that could be done. (laughs) You're like, did I swim with sharks? Did I jump? Did I jump out of a plane? (laughs) Exactly. Like literally. And um, like, I know you're being like hyperbolic, like, no, those things, those are things. (laughs) And, um, and so like that, that, that mantra of like the path of least regret helps me so much because sometimes the path of least regret is actually not resting or not taking space or um, not, not listening to my feelings or not grieving. And, that is also like a stone unturned, you know, mm. but so what you, when you talk about going to older people and like, what do they look back on? I was like, that is a hundred percent where my brain is. Yeah, absolutely. I think something that's helped me mm. is I just ask myself the question sometimes, what would make today more fun? And so mm. people think that means you have to go, you know, jump out of an airplane or something crazy. Sometimes sure. If you're on vacation and you want to do that, I personally do not, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrified of that. No, thank you. But uh, it could be the smallest thing. It could be like, you know, I'm going to do a, a different walk today. I'm going to add this to my coffee. I'm going to listen to this music in the morning while I'm in the kitchen. I'm going to meet up with that friend. I'm going to go to the dance class. Like it could be the smallest thing in your day. I'm going to uh, do this with my team today. Like the smallest thing can add fun and joy. And I think that 
all like that added up at the end of your life will be like, oh, wow, I, I chose I chose to like infuse fun into the simple moments because life is a lot of simple moments. You know, it's not always just like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm swimming with sharks today. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, how do we make the mundane fun? Uh, I don't know. That's just the question I ask myself sometimes that it seems to help, even if it's like the smallest little thing, like, <laughs> oh, I want to wear this this fun T-shirt or I don't know. It could be something simple, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Well, you know, that's like us on our healthy level. Like I think our wake up call, just like we talked about the mic wake up call of, you know, there's always going to be more to achieve. The The seven wake up call is being in an, an amazing situation and not finding happiness there because the fun was in the preparation and in the planning of the thing. And or, you know, constantly seeking these big extravagant experiences that will make us feel alive when really what we need to do is just be alive in the present moment and like bring that energy into presence, which yeah. it sounds like, you know, what you're what you're doing. Just beautiful. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I agree. Mm. Anything lingering for y'all that you want to make sure gets said before we move into rapid fire and how we stay in touch with you? I think this is yeah, I think it's good. Yeah. I'm 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 excited to uh dive more into it. I actually don't know a lot about the uh, unhealthy seven and the, because there's the healthy and the unhealthy state. So um, I just started learning about it more, like how we go to, what, what we're like when we're unhealthy, Sarah, like we become uh, perfectionists, I guess. We become all of a sudden like OCD about stuff. And I'm noticing that certain days where I feel like I'm in, in my unhealthy state. Um, and then wanting to look into that more with with um, Mike and then our team too, just so I can know people better that we're working with. I think that that is such a it's just such an advantage if you can know mm-hmm. people's weaknesses and their strengths and then how you can work with that, you know? Mm-hmm. I love what Mike said earlier about just like being a leader and having that emotional intelligence. It's so good for not just your business, like of course for the business, but also like every human that you become, you come in contact with, right? Like my mom always said, like leave people better than you found them. And I feel like as leaders, having that awareness allows us to do that within our company, which is hard to do. It's really easy to be a bad boss. That's easier. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And I mean, there's always politics when it it comes to the workplace, but it should be something fun. Like, and I think Mm -hmm. Angie does a great job of helping the team members and myself know this, that, you know, when you think about what you do for a living and you're spending so much time with these people, it has such an impact on your life. And when you're in a situation or a company or something that doesn't serve you, you need to find something that lights you up, that gives you a bigger purpose, that is bigger than you and you're having fun doing. Otherwise, honestly, what's the point? So. Mm -hmm. Are you guys ready for rapid fire? We are ready. Okay. Dun dun dun! The first book that comes to mind. Uh, you are you are the placebo by Joe Dispenza. Mm. Ooh, the War of Art. Ooh, okay. A favorite song. <laughs> uh, I don't know why this popped up, but Bruno Mars' Treasure. I love that song. Oh, that's a good song. Oh, there's so many. Oh, this is too hard. Oh. Um, oh, I, okay. My favorite song ever is return of the Mac. <laughs> Wait, I don't know that song. <gasps> Sarah, you haven't lived life. You <laughs> haven't lived life yet. Your life's about to begin. I will listen to it today. On my, it's like on my drive home. It's an oldie. You're going to know once you're, you're like, oh yeah, I've heard this before. Your, your mom and dad maybe have played it. <laughs> it's like in my soul already. I just don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> something you wish people knew about you. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can juggle. <laughs> no. That's, your, that's amazing. It's the you thought I'd thing. go super deep on that, but no. Uh, yeah, I know how to juggle. <laughs> that's amazing. I love it. I thought he was going to say something like really deep and vulnerable. I can juggle. <laughs> What do I wish people knew? Well, keeping with the Enneagram theme, because uh, it's the Enneagram show. So I I think that uh, fear of the seven, and uh, I have a, a comedic bone in me, so I think a lot of people will uh, assume that people like that, and I don't know if you deal with this too, Sarah, uh, that we can't be serious or we can't mm-hmm. uh, d- do things. And I, I we, we, we're, we are, we're hurt and we're hurt by not to being taken seriously, even though we don't take life seriously. And so I do have actually have a lot of depth to me and I can, mm-hmm. I do think deeply and I, I think that's what allows me to, to be light. And so I think a lot of people with levity uh, want to be taken seriously for their unseriousness. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> so I wish more Absolutely. people knew that about me, I guess. Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> and um, I can't, no, I can't, I can't juggle actually. So I'm actually like, offended that you can't juggle like yeah. that was like on this thing when you apply like when you re- like are going to be on the podcast like only people who can juggle are allowed I really can't I've tried like twice and I just <laughs> give up so that probably wasn't a good good uh, I can uh, juggle with two balls which is basically just throwing them back and forth it's just a really fast catch with myself <laughs> oh my gosh that's so funny yeah I don't know how <laughs> <laughs> your dream day what are you doing surfing Oof. I'm with awesome people eating really good food and I'm outside. I love being outside. I just want to be outside all the time. So that's my my perfect day. <laughs> well, then your final meal, what are you eating? Oh, this is my final meal? Yeah, like <laughs> it's the end. Like you're going oh, out. It doesn't, like my health doesn't matter? No consequences. You're lactose intolerant? Doesn't matter. <laughs> like because I'm about to die. So if I have explosive <laughs> diarrhea, it doesn't matter. <laughs> the, the coroners can deal with that. That's not your problem anymore. Oh. Well, I'm going to eat like, I'm going to eat like six jars of peanut butter with so much cheese that you've never even seen someone eat this much cheese. <laughs> and I'm also going to eat like cheese, peanut butter, and noodles till I explode. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so disgusting. What are, you, are you like melting the cheese on the peanut butter? What's wrong with yeah, you? Well, are we combining them? No, it's like cheesy noodles, like mac and cheese. That is so good, but it's mm. so bad for you. And then I'm just going to eat jars of peanut butter with the mac and cheese. <laughs> I'm about to die. Obviously, I, I don't care. <laughs> I respect uh, it. I mean, yeah, I was I was just going to say, uh, like, we're from Chicago. So deep dish pizza, like Lumonati's or something. Mm-hmm. That's the go-to, but... Especially since I'm trying to be gluten free, dairy free, and that's basically the exact opposite of that. <laughs> so, may, you know what though? Maybe I'll throw some peanut butter on it too. Why not? Yeah, why we're here? Like you're basically having the same meal at this point. Well, it's like my last day, like my last moment of my life. Like obviously, I don't care about calories or anything like fat, like the fat content, or you know that I'm gonna like have horrible stomach. Like it doesn't matter. So I'm gonna go mm-hmm. ham. You know, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna really live it up. <laughs> I respect it. I have ha- had people say like gluten-free pasta and I'm like, no, that's against the rules. <laughs> yeah, like, why are you gluten-free? Like at the end, like it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's um, okay. So now last one is just some food for thought, something that you want people to think about today as they're going through their day. Yeah. The f- I mean, the first thing for me is how can you have fun? And I might be stealing Angie's answer, but uh, it's kind of always something that I need to hear more of. So how can 
how can I have fun today? Yeah, I challenge. Maybe it'll be the the group answer is uh, yeah, challenging everyone to ask themselves that question, and it can be so simple. Uh, it could be a phone call, a song, a, a, you know, going to a workout class, going out. It could be something so small that just makes you happy because it just makes you happy. And uh, I think that's really important in a world where we prioritize uh, not valuing those things, you know, and not valuing our joy and our spirit. And I think that's just important for mental health too. So yeah, I would say that. And then I would say um, finding for the threes, I guess it's like finding, being proud of yourself for all you have done. Cause I think it's easy for many people and, and all of us. I mean, I still deal with this too, but not to be, mm-hmm. We're, we we don't look at what we've done. It's just there's there's always more to accomplish. So I think just being being more uh, proud of ourselves as humans and what we have done is is really powerful. So mm-hmm. I love that. And where can we keep in touch? Where can we find you online? Where can we find Soul CBD? Where else should we connect with you? Yeah, you guys can find us at mysoulcbd.com, at mysoulcbd on Instagram, at official Michael Lee is his Instagram, and then at Angie Lee Show. And yeah, come check out all of our gummies, tinctures. We have an incredible product line for any pain point you're dealing with. So we'd love to, we'd love to have you. And Angie and Mike also gave us a coupon code for you that you can use the code Enneagram and Coffee for 15% off the store site wide. And if you want to know what I do, I personally take the gummies when I'm home and just need to calm down. But then I keep the alert capsules in my desk drawer for when I'm at the office. Thank you guys for um, hooking us up. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.